Greg Cappy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Now, here's Coach Cappy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. That's right, man. Greg Campy Show back at it. Full house here at RJ's Pub tonight. As I mentioned, my name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy. It's his show. Coach, how are you? Well, you know, not bad. I mean, we, we don't feel that good because the way the tournament ended. I think if we would have lost opening night and won the last two, we'd be feeling great about it but because of the loss on the last day and the way the loss happened I, you know I, th- I want to play again I just three games in three days was we weren't quite ready for that we just didn't uh, didn't have it enough in the second half of that game and and a lot I'll take the blame as I said after the game for it because I, I don't think I did a good job of substituting the first two nights and uh, but you know, we we needed wins, and we had a chance to win, so we went and got those wins, and then it, it kind of bit us in the tail on Sunday. A couple of wins for you guys in that tournament. Of course, you got the win on Friday against James Madison, and that, that was a game I was really looking forward to just as a college basketball fan. Uh, James Madison expected to do some big things this year. They've really become a solid program. I, I think a lot of people may sleep on them to some degree. And then, of course, Oral Roberts on Saturday. You guys got the win. That was like old times, Coach. That was like back in the Tulsa days. Yeah, I, you know, I thought coming into the tournament, in, in college basketball, you know, it's, it's what makes it great is um, I thought Nor- uh, James Madison was the best team coming in. And, you know, we prepared and we played a wonderful game to beat them. Um, and then they beat Northern Illinois the next night, and then they lose to Oral Roberts. I mean, and, you know, Northern Illinois loses James Madison and then beats us. I mean, it, it's just college basketball is so much you know, the day and how you shoot it and all those types of things. And it, it's it's what makes it so entertaining. But I thought the James Madison game was probably the best we played all year. We really moved the ball on offense. Uh, you know, Brad made some shots, which uh, really opened up some things for Xavier inside and really helped us. And, and even now in the scouting report, people are going to uh, guard Brad on the perimeter. It's going to be har- harder to double. And so that game was a very important game for us in going forward and how teams are going to play us. So it was great to see Brad step up and make some shots. Um, we really defended well, and it was the first time this year, late game, when we had led and led and teams came at us that we figured it out and were able to hold on, and it, and it never got to a single possession. or right. you know, it, we, we held the lead. I think he got the five one time. But for all intents and purposes, though, and I, and I talked to you about this in the postgame, you are listening to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group, and we'll take your tweets with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll get to those, tons of those, tons of people here today, uh, tons of tweets to get to as well. Uh, but, Coach, you know, that, that was the first time in that James Madison game, and I, and I pose a question to you. You essentially choked them out in, in that it never got – you know, the frying pan never got – it got warm, but it never got hot. Well, what we did is made our free throws. And early in the year, you know, we talked about, you know, there's two things in life that don't last, dogs that chase cars and teams that can't make free throws. And we've, we've gone over and over and over that with our players and, and the importance of it. And we're a good free throw. We, 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 other than Beck and his form and everything is pretty good, he just doesn't have a lot of confidence. Um, and when he misses, he misses bad. But other than him, we're, everybody's capable of shooting at a high percentage. And in the tournament, um, we on Friday night against James Madison, I think we missed four free throws. And then on Saturday, 
I think we were 25 to 27. You know, we're starting to shoot the free throw. We're starting to feel more comfortable. We're starting to believe in ourselves. And, and that's why we were able to – the Toledo game, we lost the game because of the free throw line. We had a double-digit lead with eight minutes to go, and we missed six free throws, including two one-and-ones, which allowed Toledo to come back and win the game. We missed a free throw with four seconds to go that would have tied it. And so they know that. I mean, they're, they understand the game, and, and they didn't pout, and it didn't get bigger and bigger. They they fixed it. And I think, you know, we're still going to have some nights that we don't shoot it well because we're a young team. But, you know, right now we lead. If you can believe this, we lead the conference in free throw percentage, which is after the Toledo game, I don't think anybody would have believed that. Well, Coach, speaking of one thing uh, that you lead in, Braden Norris, the freshman point guard, kind of pressed into duty, and we'll get into that whole situation a little bit later with the questions flying in with the hashtag Ask Campy. Make sure you send yours, and we'll get to them. Braden Norris is 16 for 20, not from the free throw line, but from behind the three-point line. 16 for 20. You you figure you pencil him in as an 80% three-point shooter the rest of his career, Coach? Well, that's pretty good. 16 to 20 is pretty good. We've is had it? guys <laughs> we've had guys go on two, three-game runs. I remember Brad Buddenborg. Uh, he went on a three-game run where he was, I think he was like 32 for 40. I mean, we've had some guys do that. We've just never had a freshman do it, you know. And, and the key to Braden is can he keep up that rate? No, nobody can, but can he come close to that? Yes, because he only takes good shots. You know, he hasn't gotten to the point where he's hunting shots. He understands his role. He's intelligent. He he's, knows what I want, and he takes shots that are high-percentage shots because he's, he's taken two, two contested shots all year. At the end of the half, and he made it, and then I think the first night at the end of the half, he had one late, and he didn't make that one, but they were contested, and he had forced because of the shot clock or the end of the half. Every other shot he's taken this year has been wide open, off the offense, kick-out pass. Um, you know, somebody drove a gap, got doubled, kicked it to him. He's taking what they're giving him, and he's making them. You know, Coach, and what about that, too? And, look, you said it yourself, us media guys, you know, we're pretty stupid a lot of the time. So I'm going to say something right here, and it's probably going to sound stupid, and, and you'll acknowledge it as such, and then we'll move on. But when you toss the keys to the car to Jonathan Jones or you toss the keys to the car to Kay Felder, how long did it take them to understand that, to where, to where exactly like you said, what Braden Norris has done in terms of finding his shot and then have the success he's had shooting the basketball all at the same time a lot of times, I mean, that would go to a freshman's head, but with Braden, it's been systematic every single time he has a ball in his hands. Well, one is he's a coach's son, all right? And two, he played on an AAU team where he was the fifth cog on the team. He, his, his junior year, they won the 1600 national championship, and he played with Foster Lawyer, who's Mr. Basketball in the state of Michigan. He played with, uh, I can't remember. Thomas Kithier. Uh, yeah, but the kid named Goodwin who is playing a ton for Notre Dame as a freshman this year. He played with Vince Thomas, who is a starter at VCU. So that team had a lot of great players. You have to to win the national championship. Yeah, if you win the Peach Jam, you're doing some things. And so he, he was a role player on that team. He played his uh, – he understood, and he didn't – we're asking him to dominate the ball. He didn't do that on that team because Foster had the ball all the time. 
but when they double foster, he'd get it. And, you know, so he comes from a coach. Now, his high school team, he, he got injured. He was a big scorer for him, but he got injured. Um, didn't really get his senior year. He broke, you know, the same injury that we've had so often. Martez Walker's, you know, the broken bone in the foot. Nick Daniels had two of them. He got that injury. Oh, and still, by year. the way, is his high school's all-time leading scorer, too, by the way. Right. Missing that right. time. So, you know, he understands the game. And Felder, Jonathan Jones, and those, they were more dynamic players. And they try, and dynamic players try and do things that they can't do. You want them to do that because you want them to believe in themselves. But I don't think we're going to see Braden Norris try and do anything, try to do anything he can't do, because he understands the game so well. And you know he he got thrown into a situation. He only played 10 minutes a game the first three games, and all of a sudden, you know we had the incident with the academic situation, and we're going to play defiance with seven guys. And Braden, you're going to play the whole game. And he was wonderful that night. And then, you know, with Bugs leaving, um, he's in a position where he's going to play a lot of minutes, and he just handled it. And, you know, the shooting was unbelievable. That, you know, that's not – don't think that's going to continue. Nobody can do with that. Right. You know, what I was really disappointed in, though, was – and maybe it's good, but he didn't get recognition for it. You know, he didn't. How he didn't make the all-tournament team, I thought he was the MVP of the tournament. You know, Northern Illinois was 2-1. and one. We were 2-1. and one. We're More media, our Oakland fans, so, not fans, but Oakland people, so you knew our guy would get the MVP. And Xavier had a tremendous tournament, but nobody had a better tournament than Braden did. I mean, for him to do what he did, 10, 10 assists, one turnover, or 20 assists, three turnovers in the tournament. You know, what was he, 16 for, 14 for 16 from the three in the tournament? And a bunch of free throws, you know. And then he didn't even get freshman of the week in the league. You know, that that boggled my mind, too. I mean, I understand that uh, the kid from Detroit just went off. And, and I agree he should be the player of the week. But I thought Brayden should have got, you know, they should have given freshman of the week to Dave or uh, player of the week to Davis and given freshman of the week to, to Brayden because nobody's ever going to match those numbers. No freshman's ever going to match those numbers in a in a three-game tournament. It, it is almost lost on some people, I think, Coach, when, when you look at it from that perspective. I mean, th th that was video game stuff that you do when you're playing when you're playing Madden or you're playing NBA 2K or, or you're playing one of those games with your guy with the 99 rating. Braden Norris had a 99 rating all weekend long to, to do video game speak. Well, I don't know anything about that. So what I will say <laughs> is that uh, we went 3-1, and one too. So it's not like, you know, we were playing – patsies or we got blown sure. out or I mean we went three and one on the week so you know I understand why uh they gave Davis both of them and he deserved it uh, no way shape or form I was saying that I just I was disappointed that they they didn't recognize uh Norris for what he did because what he did is unbelievable what about Davis real quick in, in Detroit and what they've done have you have you had a chance to see anything of it or, or anything well we got this we got this show tonight so I can't because they're playing right now and I would have you know what it was we're off tonight so it was a chance to watch them but I guess I had to show up here so um you know I I've watched some some clips of them and we recruited him really hard I mean before his dad was involved with the Detroit job we were trying to get him to come to Oakland so I know how good he is. Right. And he's going to be a he's going to be one heck of a basketball player uh, at Detroit. And a, you have a player like that, you're going to be able to win games, and they're going to win games. And he'll that coach, and I said that when he got the job, he'll put people around him too, and they're going to be formidable. Maybe this year, 
You know, I mean, they've, they've got a couple better wins than we've got. So uh, give them credit. I think they're on their way. If they win tonight, that they, they play Kent State at home. Kent just came off beating uh, a Power 5 team. Who'd they beat? Come on. I can, I, I, I can look it up. I, I don't keep up with uh, with the MAC regularly. Uh, Hold on. I can look it up for you, though, They Coach. just they just We'll beat, get the research Oh, they beat Vanderbilt up. at Vanderbilt. Oh, see, I was night. starting to look it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're down 7 nothing to start the game, though, Detroit is. Yeah. So, well, just so you know. it's early. Yeah, I think I, they, I think they're going to win. There you go. Okay. I do. I think they'll win tonight. <laughs> You're listening to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Big shout-out to D2 Technologies as well for the uh, Technologies Assist uh, that they came through and hooked up. But we are booming here on Detroit's 1130 AMWDF and the fan, your radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball all season long. Javen Cumberland, Coach, uh, wanted to talk about him. And, and uh, you know, Javen's really a, a quiet guy. Braden Norris really a quiet guy too. But Javen really a quiet guy. You knew this when you brought Javen. You knew this moment was coming. He certainly has struggled with the injury bug since he's been here. But but you always had that in your back pocket with what J.C. was going to be able to do. Well, Cumberland in Spain uh, as a freshman when we went to Spain, uh, I saw it there. And I knew that when he was, you know, given the opportunity that he would – he's a different type of player than you're used to seeing. He's not a dynamic player either. He's just a chugger, man. He just – he, you know, he just goes along, and you give him a shot, he's going to make it. Uh, he's going to play smart. He's going to play hard. He's, he's not going to complain. He's not going to show too much emotion. Um, you know, and then, hey, he got behind Kay Felder, um, Martez Walker, Sharon Dorsey Walker, Kendrick Nunn. Those are four pretty good pros. players. Those are four pros behind. you just listed. Right. And, and you know, we've, I talked to him a couple times uh, thinking about transferring. Um, and I told him, you know, he got redshirted last year because of injury, but we were redshirting him anyways. You know, that, that was a done deal. He, was gonna, he and Xavier were both going to redshirt. Um, and I told him, you know, you could transfer and sit out the year anyways, and then you'll be somewhere you don't want to be, or you can stay here, sit out the year, and those guys are all gone. And then it's your team for two years and see what you can do. And fortunately, he decided to stay because – you know, when you when you have talent like he has, you don't want to sit on the bench. You you want to play. Fortunately, he loves being at Oakland, and he stayed. And now now he's reaping the benefits of that. He got to play and practice against pros, and that only made him better. Yeah, absolutely. And we we are seeing the benefits of that now in terms of Javon Cumberland's game. There's no question about yeah. that. And one thing I think that hurt us was that his cousin, who he played high school basketball with, went to Cincinnati and is lighting it up for Cincinnati. So here, here right. you know, he's seeing his cousin doing so well, and he's sitting here playing behind Kay Felder and uh, Martez and that. So that was it was tough for him, and and you know, he if he can get a ring, you know what was good for him though, is this summer we're going to Greece, and because he redshirted, he gets two foreign tours, tours, and uh, kids aren't supposed to get two, but because he redshirted, he does. Smart man. <laughs> Turned out good for him. <laughs> Turned out good for him. No question about that. We'll take our first break here tonight, but a big special hello to Sveta and Nathan. They're up in here today. Jake Wolock, Jake Wolock's father. Mr. Wolock's here in the house as well. Certainly good to see him. We got a packed house in here, Coach. Like, it's it's growing, man. The, the legend's growing, right, of the Greg Campy Show. The highest – everyone wants to be a part of the highest-rated radio show on this station at this slot. Yep, we are. 
And we are. That's right. what we are. That's not, that's not opinion. That's not no, what we think. There's that's, still some empty seats. We can get bigger. Well, we'll definitely grow, but we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get to your questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. You are listening to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in us. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248 468 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. Neil Rule here for D2 Technologies. D2 Technologies is here for all of your business or residential technology needs. Business owners, you know network infrastructure is the backbone of your business. It is. And D2 Technologies can save you money on the design and installation of your networks, phone systems, or security cameras. Are you a homeowner and want that complete home theater experience? Yeah. D2 Technologies is your answer. Dennis Burnham, the owner and installer at D2 Technologies, has done work in my home and is one of the best in the business. That's fact, not opinion. We have to call. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Skip pass left side. Cumberland for three. Of course! David Cumberland gets it going. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub. We're in Rochester, just down the street from the campus of Oakland University. Grizz Gang's in the house. Fans are in the house as well. Happy to have everybody out here. And a special hello to everybody listening on Detroit's 1130 AM WDFN, the fan as well. Make sure that you subscribe to the Wear the Bear podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. We'll have the show up for you. I guarantee it'll be up by lunchtime tomorrow. Sometimes I get it up sooner than that. I'll get it posted sooner than that. But by lunchtime tomorrow, you'll have it. So if you miss any part of this, you can go back and listen to that as well. But this is uh, Coach Campy's favorite part of, part of the program, I'm sure, when he gets to uh, interact with the fans. And again, if you're in the crowd even right now, send a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. They pop right up here on our feed. I go right down the list and get to them. And Coach, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll address the main one that, that I've gotten here today. And it, it's, it's pretty simple. I think you know 
where this one's going to go. We talked about Braden Norris. Uh, Gary Gilbert sent us a tweet on Twitter and asked about the Braylon Neely situation. He said, I'm sad to see the young man go, but can you offer any insight into Braylon Neely and what happened there? No, I, I really don't have a lot to tell because I don't know a lot. Um, I know that it's unusual to leave your team in the middle of the season. Uh, he's had some pain in his knee, and uh, I, I don't, you know, I really don't know what to say other than, you know, he wanted some time off. We gave it, and now he's he's not interested in coming back, and that's his decision. And I'm not gonna not gonna push on for a reason or why. I, I just, you know, we're gonna help the young man the most, the best we can help him, and we always have helped him, and we're gonna continue with him academically. He's he has tutors and things like that. He'll continue to see those tutors. We he missed a class yesterday, and we got upset with him. I don't have a lot of say over him anymore, but I let him know that, you know, if he leaves and, uh, you know, if he leaves and plays somewhere else, he's going to need our blessing or our, you know, uh, support. He's going to need to keep his academics. So, you know, I'm going to stay on him. We're going to, we're going to keep him with our tutors and, and help him all we can. And, you know, our whole thing for him is you need to graduate and he's, you know, I think he's got 86 or 90 hours right now. You need 120 to 125. So he, depending he's on right the there on the doorstep. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're going to work with him and keep him. He's a, he's a 2.9 or 3-point student. He's, you know, he's, he's, he, he's needed help, and we've given him help, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. He's still part of our family and part of our program. He's just not going to play, and then if he does go somewhere else, we're going to help him do that. But, you know, we're going to stay on top of him, make sure he goes to school, and those types of things. Gary Gilbert follows up, too, to that part of the tweet and said, fans love the freshman sensation Braden Norris, but he'll need backup. Will Javen Cumberland be the number two point guard? Can Stan Scott help? I assume C.J. Gettlefinger will help next year if he can play defense. Well, Gettlefinger, you know, is a point guard. He's a six-foot-five point guard, but I think he and Norris will be able to play together uh, because, you know, of Gettlefinger's size. Um, plus, Gettlefinger's a great shooter, and Braden's a great shooter. So, um uh, what's the coach of Tennessee's name? <laughs> uh, Barnes. Rick Barnes, who is a real good friend of mine, as you can tell, because I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> oh, the, one of the best, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he and I are tight. Um, so one of the things Rick told me once in one of our tight conversations, we actually are really good friends. He's come to both my cancer events, and we, we just – I'm getting old, I guess. Um, one of the things he told me a long time ago was that you can never have enough point guards. And we've always had a great one, and it's been hard to get another one because no, you know, when you have Jonathan Jones, nobody wants to come because I play my guys a lot of minutes, and nobody wants to be his backup. And then you have Reggie Hamilton, nobody wants to come because nobody wants to be his backup. And then you have Kay Felder, well, nobody wants to come because nobody wants to be his backup. And so with Braden as a freshman, I think getting point guards in the future are going to be hard. Um, fortunately, we already got CJ, and so, yeah, in the future, those two with Cumberland. But Cumberland can play point, too, um, and you will see him there. Um, we also uh, would like to try and, and now massage Kenny Pittman into the rotation as a point guard. No, Stan Scott will not be a point guard. We tried that uh, right. experiment last year, and it didn't go well. Um, so, no, you will not see Stan Scott at point guard unless – there is a five guys in foul trouble or something like that. There's a reason a injuries. Yeah, it, if we get injuries, we get you know a must situation. We'll move him back there. We're trying to get Scott to stand to be able to play 
at the three. I mean, that's if he ever gets any minutes, it's going to be at the three where he can stay closer to the basket, use his athleticism, and rebound for us. Because anybody that can rebound is going to get minutes because that right now there's we have two two and a half problems. All right. One of our problems is ball screen defense. We're inconsistent. At times we're good at it, and then we just fall apart. So that's our half. Our rebounding is a big problem for us right now. And then the development of our bench is a problem. And I have to do a better job. If you want to criticize that, you criticize me because I've not substituted the way we need to substitute. But from my standpoint, not an excuse, just explaining why we haven't is we have to develop our starting five too and and i feel now after six or seven games i feel comfortable you know what a very prominent team last night lost a close game with mistakes down the stretch okay and that's a veteran team who ended up having to throw some freshmen in there because of an injury and foul trouble and their bench probably didn't handle the late game situations and, and, and coach that that bench was put in situations too that was their strong suit right. that, that that they did not capitalize right. on because and, it's a different game right so if you look at our toledo game if you look at western michigan we were in that same boat with our starters and we learned from it so now we go and we play two games this weekend that we're, we were heading and we hold on and win and we learn even in the de in the Toledo game and the Western Michigan game that we lost, we executed perfectly in late game situation. In the Toledo game, we were down eight with three and a half minutes to go. We had a free throw to tie with four seconds to go. We missed it. We got the rebound, and we don't we don't rebound miss free throws. We don't usually even have people in there. Right. We put people in there, and we still got the rebound. We executed. We missed the layup. Then we go to Western Michigan. We're down five with the ball with 18 seconds to go, and we get to overtime. So we executed unbelievably in late games where that team, a very prominent team with a very prominent coach, didn't get it done. So he was playing guys that he's not used to playing. That's how we were the first couple games. We had to get those five or six or seven guys on page. Now that they're on page... Now I've got to start developing the bench. First, you've got to develop your team. Now I'm comfortable with late-game situations. I think I know who to go to. I think I know who's going to take the shot. I think I know who can handle the ball. We run our late game where teams press us, and we get everybody out of bounds, and we run our play. You know, who's the passer? Who's the free-throw shooter? I feel comfortable with that now. Now we go develop the bench. So... Our problem of de is developing the bench, our ball screen defense has to get better, and then rebounding. Now, rebounding is a big issue. And we start 6'11", 6'9", 6'7", we bring 6'7", off the bench, and when Trey Maddox comes in, we bring 6'5", at the wing. We've got size. Now, I don't know how tough we are, and I don't know how physical we are, and in the game so far, teams have out-physicaled us. And you wait till Saturday, it's even going to be worse with Xavier. And when we go to East Lansing, we, could, we might leave there in stretchers if we don't get strong. It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> right. So we've got in our future people that are going to physically manhandle us 
and that's what we need because we've got to feel that, learn from it, see the tape of it, and get better at it because we have to get more physical on the boards. So how did we get to all that from a question about bugs? No, because that, that's the way the show works. That's what makes the show great, especially oh. when you're a host, Coach. But I, I have a follow-up, though, believe it or not. We're going to take this, and we're even going to go a step further. When, when, when you discuss what you've discussed, and the process is the same for said prominent program, they, they, have, they have different problems, but fundamentally a lot of it's the same that, that you face at any level of basketball. Even Coach Calipari at Kentucky that's rolling out five McDonald's All-Americans and puts them on the floor. He goes through that same process that, that you yeah. talk about right now. Everybody in college basketball has to deal with this. It's a little bit different, but generally it's the same. Well, I thought Cassius Winston, and if you paid attention to the game last night and you read the quotes and all that, Cassius Winston's quote today was spot on. He said, I'm disappointed in myself because that's what I'm here for the last five minutes. It's my team, and I have to run the team, and I'm not on the floor. And he put his team in a position to lose with two really poor fouls. I mean, and you think back to Western Michigan. Xavier, right? Same Made deal. two really quick, bad fouls where they weren't really fouls. Just a hand in there, just wire even there with, in that situation. And we'd lose that game. You said in the press conference, concede the bucket. Live to fight another day. Move right, on. and Cassius should have conceded that rebound because him being on the floor is way more important than that one possession. Um, you know, I went nuts the other day on Jordan uh, Nobles. Nobles when he called a timeout in the first half because he couldn't get an inbounds in. And, and we have a rule, which he forgot because he hasn't been here, and he hasn't gotten yelled at too much by me. He did that night. <laughs> Um, we don't waste the time out. I mean, it drives me crazy watching pro football and the, the play clock's going down with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. And, and it's, it's third and 12. It's, it's third and five, yeah. and now it's going to be third and ten. And we wait, and they, and they call a timeout, and you're going to need that timeout. You have to have that timeout at the end of the game, and you're going to save it for five yards. Well, our players aren't allowed to do that, and Jordan did, and I went crazy on him, and he won't do it again. But he used a timeout that we could have used later in the game. Right. And so it's about down and distance, and you've got to learn that. And Cassius learned last night, you know, I mean, he feels terrible, and he's right. If he's on the floor, they probably win the basketball game. And so now the coach has to deal with, you know, he had three freshmen on the floor at one time in the last five minutes. And in Against a team playing in a building where they've never lost right. in November, like ever. Right. And <laughs> if Winston doesn't foul, they would have lost. And, and, and that's the learning process. That's why you really can't take November basketball and put anything into it because if you're well coached, if, you're, if your players play hard in that, they'll develop. For example, we, Toledo is a veteran team. We were one last year. Toledo's not going to be a whole lot better in March than they are today. And hopefully for them, they're good enough today that they're going to still, because they are a really good team. We're going to be a completely different team in March than we were in that Toledo game. And that's what, if you can coach a little bit, they better be, you know? And, and right. that's why a guy like Izzo, he's not that worried about that loss last night. He doesn't care. Now all the Spartan fans are pissed, are, are mad about it. Um, uh, you can say that one. That I can okay, say that, coach. okay. All the Spartan fans are mad about it and why the hell this and why this and oh my God this and, and 
he, he's sitting there. He's disappointed they lost, but he's getting ready, and he knows Foster Lawyer ain't going to miss another free throw. You know, he just needed to be in that position one time. Foster probably made 350 out of 352 free throws in his high school career. I mean, he's the greatest free throw shooter I ever saw in high school. But there's 20,000 people in he a building never that never been lost. There. And yeah. he'd never been there before. And, and he's, that's his team. And he's, you know, he's got to prove himself. And in those moments that you, you know, if you've never been there, you don't really understand. I mean, that kid never misses a free throw. And it wasn't close. It wasn't, it wasn't close. It wasn't I mean, either. it wasn't. It didn't rattle in and come out. <laughs> no, it was never good for the second it left his hand. No question right. about it. Okay, Coach, so we got to, I think, one question off Twitter, and that only took 11 minutes. So what we'll do is we'll take a break because we got about 15 of these things we got to get to. We only got about 27 minutes I'll left speak, in the show. I'll so, speak quicker. So uh, we got some good ones, though, and there's some coming in from the crowd and all that stuff. So we'll take our next break. When we come back, more of your questions. Send them now. Tweet now or forever hold your peace with the hashtag AskCampy. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Real Team Real Estate is locally owned and headquartered just down the road in Shelby Township. Real Team Real Estate is not your typical big box retail operation. Visit them on the web at mirealteam.com. Tell them Neil Rule sent you. They have five offices in the metro area, so whether it's Rochester or Romeo, Real Team has you covered. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. Hurry into the Dodge Black Friday sales event for great deals all month long. That's the new holiday greeting in Santa's workshop, and he's even upgrading his ride. Like the Dodge Charger, America's only four-door muscle car with all-wheel drive. But it has to be functional like Durango, the most technologically advanced, fuel-efficient, and powerful V8 in its class. And loaded with horsepower, like the Challenger's most affordable V8 in its class, Santa wants his sleigh to really fly. Ho, ho, go! Sorry, reindeer. Hurry in for great deals at the Dodge Black Friday sales event. One qualified returning FCA employee lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2018 Dodge Durango GT all-wheel drive with a V6 engine for $299 a month for 36 months with $3,291 due at signing. Tax title license extra. 
Based on 2019 Ward's Mid Sized Sport Utility Vehicle Segment. Available VA. Based on Ward's Middle Specialty Segment. Call 1 888 for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through U.S. Bank. Current lease must end by 12 25 cent charge for each mile over 30,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take vehicle delivery from dealer stock by 12 318. Norris finds James Beck, who will jam it home. And when you're as effective from distance as Great Norris has been, you freeze the defense, and James Beck reaps the benefit. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. As always, here on Detroit's 1130 AMWDFN, the fan, your radio home for Golden Grizzlies basketball all season long on the Real Team Real Estate Golden Grizzlies Radio Network. Coach Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Going on year number three, man. Cameron Evans and the Evans Law Group, man. They, they We've done the show, show longer than three years. Though, right, yeah. They, oh, okay. they jumped on board, though, that, that uh -huh. second year. Cam was uh, Cam was taking care of it. They're, I do a podcast, actually, with Cam. We're going to get to uh, the meat of some of that matter in just a little bit. I, I want to pick your brain because you're you're big in the college football scene and everything that's going on. So I had some questions I'm going to get to you later on. But as of right now, we're getting to all these questions with the hashtag AskCampy. Stephen Shaw tweets at us, Coach and says, Coach, what two things does Stan Scott need to do to get more playing time? Well, he's just got to become better defensively, and he's got to get his motor's got to get better. He just doesn't play hard enough, and um, he plays like he's lost at times, and, and part of that is trying to learn, and part of that is, you know, he's got that Jalen Hayes makeup, you know, and, I mean, we battled Jalen Hayes with that for four years and really never won the battle. Um, Stan's not a great shooter, and if you're at Oakland, you better be a great shooter. If you're not, you better be great at something else, and we haven't found what that is. I think he could become a really good rebounder, and if he does, he'll play. Especially from the guard spot, too. Because we need rebounding. So, you know, anybody that can rebound, you know, Travian Maddox, I told him today, a meeting with him today, and I said to him, you want more minutes, get more rebounds. That's very simplistic. More minutes, more rebounds, or more rebounds, more minutes, however it works. Well, on that, that, hey, that's a good segue, Coach. You should be a broadcaster because Brian Welch Jr. tweets at us, says, do you see the freshman Maddox making progress? Will he play more as the season goes on, as long as he rebounds, right? If he rebounds, he's going to play more. Right now, as I try and, as I said, now I'm to the point that I need to build our bench. And he's, in my opinion, one of the people that we need to build. He, he's got to be, um, you know, I you know, I, I had some questions with him academically, whether he was going to make it here and all that kind of stuff. He's really stepped up to the plate academically. I feel more comfortable with him that he'll be here, and now it's time for me to, you know, help him get to where he is. He's a very talented player. I think he'll be very good. I think Kenny Pittman's got a chance to be really good. I think this freshman class is outstanding. It's one of the better ones I think we've had in a long time. Um, and we've got to develop those two kids uh, you know, and it's like I told Pittman, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, if you ask Braden Norris when we got home from Vegas, you know, hey, the next four games you're going to play 38 minutes a game, he'd have laughed at you because he was averaging nine minutes a game and, right. he, and it didn't go well for him at Vegas. He didn't get many minutes. And and now a day later he's starting and now, you know, everybody's talking about how great he is. And the same thing, Pittman, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to twist an ankle. Somebody's going to do something stupid. Somebody's going to sleep in and miss a practice, and you know, all of a sudden you got a chance, and and they have to be ready, and I've yeah. got and I've got to get them, get them more minutes. It, it's like I always say, Coach, and and I've told you this, and we've talked about this before. The reason that the person who leads the history of college basketball in Division One and three pointers leads college basketball in the history of three pointers because someone was a minute late for a bus. Exactly, and he and Travis would have never played. 
The reason he is because he made 92 threes as a freshman. Well, he wouldn't have played probably the first 10 or 15 games as a freshman, and he would only made 40 threes or 35, and he wouldn't be the all-time But player. he made three in the first five minutes at West Virginia because right. he had to. He scored, he scored 11 of our first 15 points. Yeah. As a guy that I said to my staff before, am I, am I really doing the right thing here? You know, and <laughs> he went out and got, that tells you how much I know. <laughs> We got more questions here with the hashtag AskCampy at Oakland U fan. Uh, he's going back to back here, so I'll give you the first one. What's the plan now with two open scholarships? I know you like holding one for potential transfers. Does the extra scholarship get you or your assistants to work the phones harder on recruits to fill the gap? Well, we we have kind of set this up where the next recruiting class, the t 20 class, is four scholarships now. If we if we take Braylon's this year, then we only have three scholarships. So, you know, I feel pretty good about C.J. Gettlefinger coming in. The only thing that if if we can get a, a high major transfer, that's what we would take. Or if we can get a veteran four-five man, you know, that that could maybe push back and and uh, and Brad a little bit and give us rebounding. If we can find an older kid that can rebound, a grad transfer a junior college kid that can really rebound it, then I'd have an interest. If not, I like our team. I like our team for next year. Um, you know, injuries could always derail that and change things, but I really like our chances. I, I feel really good about the future. I mean, I, I, the future might be this year, but I feel good about it. I, don't, I, I think Beck and Brad have to get better on the boards, and if they do, a lot of great things can happen. Coach, another one here from at Oakland U fan. Actually, pretty savvy, uh, pretty savvy question. With 11 players on the roster, what are practices like? Do you have any potential walk-ons or alumni coming to give you guys a break during practice or to keep the practices moving? No, actually, it's going to be fine. I mean, you've got you to gotta have eight, you know, to run a practice. You need eight because a lot of your breakdown stuff you can do four on four. And, uh, you know, I... I I like 11. It shortens practice, and I'm a guy that doesn't like to be out there very long. And they get more reps, you know, in the drill work. They're not standing in line. They get reps, and, and this young team needs reps. If this was an old veteran team, no, because they wouldn't want to even be there then, you know. But it's a young team that needs to get better. And like today, we, we spent – we were on the floor for an hour and 35 minutes, and probably 50 minutes of that was rebounding. You know, we we got to get reps. We've got to fix the rebounding. And, and they got lots of reps because there's, you know, they don't stand in line. Now. Absolutely. More questions with the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. Tweet now or forever hold your peace, folks, as we come down the stretch here on the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. OU basketball guy tweets at us, what are your expectations for the next month of road games as a team? What one player do you need to see take steps forward before conference play? Well, I think that we really know what we have in Xavier and and uh, uh, JC in Cumberland. Okay, I think we believe we know what we have in Norris, but it's he needs to go on the road and do it too. Right. But I, I think we know that he's going to be solid in that. Now, what we have to do is we we've got to get Jordan more aggressive offensively. We need him to score some points and be more of a threat and not just a, you know, he's been a role player all his life. And that's one of the reasons he came here because we, we play offense at a little faster pace than the school that he came from. Um, we need to be him, him to be a little bit more aggressive. We need Beck to become the player we think he can become. He's still, you know, he's still 
feeling his way through, and it's time for him to step forward. So we need to see him. Uh, maybe he's the answer to that question. Travian Maddox may be the answer to that question. Uh, I think we know what we have with Brad. We've just got to let Brad play and play through the, the goofiness. You know, I mean, we all wonder, scratch our head when we see him do some things. Uh, but that's who he is. And it, there aren't a lot of 6'11 guys around that can shoot the three. He can score in the post. Um, he's he got to block a shot. Yeah, yeah he's got to get better. I think he's our best rebounder, but he's got to be more dominant. Um, so I think we know what we have in the three, those three guys in Norris. We just need, you know, to develop the bench. And who is it? I can't tell you who it is. Maybe it's Pittman. Maybe it's Maddox. Maybe it's Beck. But, but they all have to come. To, you know, we can't. We're not going to win because Kendrick Nunn's going to make 12 threes and we're going to go to Northern Kentucky and beat Northern Kentucky. That's not going to happen this year. We're going to win because we're more well-rounded and we need more people to do things. Wesley V tweets at us, says it's easy to root for guys like JCNX who trust the process and play a role in the early years and develop into major contributors later. Can you share some insight into how you manage player expectations about roles, especially in the millennial generation? Now that's, that's a, a loaded, of, that's a loaded that, question, no, that's right? A, that's a hell of a question. <laughs> that's a hell of a question because obviously when Braylon Neely leaves the program, I must not have managed him too well, right? Um, everybody, I mean, everybody wants to play. And I told Pittman, I had a meeting with Pittman two days ago, and I said, do you know who Foster Lawyer is? And he goes, yeah. I go, Mr. Basketball in the state of Michigan, right? He goes, yep. I said, how many minutes a game is he playing? He goes, he's not. I go, right. I go, he's Mr. Basketball in the state of Michigan. Now, he's being patient, and he's going to get a chance. And what happened? Last night he got a chance. And now, you know, there's people saying, well, he needs to play more because of the way he played, even though he made a couple mistakes. And, and you know, he's got to understand that this is a process. These two guys here, you never know what's going to happen. You never know when an injury is going to take place. You have to be ready, and you will get a chance. You're going to get thrown out there at some point this year and you're going to get a chance. I mean, who thought Stan Scott last year? Who thought Chris Palombizio last year? You know, we're, we're going to get the opportunities that they got. I mean, Stan Scott got to start the last seven or eight games. Chris Palombizio got to start three or four games. They were given an opportunity, and that happens every year. I've never coached a team that started the same lineup all 30-some games. Well, that's and that's something, Coach, to back that up. Even in the dominant years in the Summit League tournament, when you went to NCAA tournaments, uh, that I think it was a semifinal game against Fort Wayne. Oh, Blake Cushenberry had 21 points, 22 points in that game. And was it Dane Fife that that said in the press conference? He said, you know, you got an NBA guy in Benson. You got, you know, you got all these pros here. And Cushenberry puts 22 on us. What do you want us to do? I mean, at some point, you you have to contribute if you want to get to where you want to be. Well, Drew Valentine's the perfect example of that. Drew played a couple minutes a game, couple minutes a game. We get in the NC, or into the conference tournament his freshman year. And uh, Jonathan Jones gets three fouls. Right. And somebody else uh, twisted an ankle. And all of a sudden, the most important game of the year, Drew Valentine's on the floor. He played 15 to 20 minutes, played great, and we won the game. Next night, he didn't play at all. But those 15 or 20 minutes, we don't, we don't go to an NCAA tournament. We don't win the right. league championship if Drew Valentine doesn't step up and play that night. And, and that goes to show you, it, it, it takes everyone, man. Well, it, it does. It's with, cliche, but it's true. And with this team we have, that's true, you know, I wouldn't have said that the last couple of years, but we didn't get to the tournament, did we? Maybe that tells you something. Uh, update from Cincinnati. Xavier beating Miami of Ohio 52-30 to with 15.50 to go 
in the second half. So that's uh, that's oh, what we're up against this it weekend. It ain't gonna be easy. <laughs> no, there's certainly no question. They were the they were number one seed in the tournament last year. If people remember, the Centa yeah. Center is one of the greatest places to play. It's it's gonna be. We're taking a couple student buses down there. Uh, Absolutely. We're going to have a, it's a national TV game at noon on Fox. Uh, Fox Sports 1. Right. And, uh, you know, we have played well in the Syntax, Syntax Center, though. We, we, we came very close to beating Xavier. Maybe 2004 when Raul Marshall and Mike Helms and those guys were with us. Uh, they, Sean Miller was the coach. They had a great team. I think they went to the Elite Eight that year. And with three minutes to go in the game, we had a chance to win. All right, so. got two quick ones for you, Coach. Give me two minutes on these. Jake Wolock, who's here in the house, will you see a lot of zone on Saturday against Xavier? Um, I think you're going to see a lot more zone from Oakland all year. I liked, I like our length, and I think that one of our issues man-to-man -man and guarding the ball screen is that defensively we have two centers, and we're trying to turn Xavier into being able to guard a wing player but the truth of the matter is we need Xavier on offense and putting him out on the wing where he might get in foul trouble or making him chase people around is probably not a smart thing to do if we're going to maximize our team so when we play teams that don't have two post players we're going to probably have to play some zone coach can you share the upcoming games in New England the East Coast area Hartford Fairfield Northeastern came to be about this year I don't remember Oakland going to the East Coast many times over the last couple of years will those teams be coming back to the arena next year yes um, both Fairfield no Northeastern's already been to the right we played Northeastern because that coach and I are friends uh, we played them years ago at Pittsburgh uh, that we played in an uh, exempt tournament at Pittsburgh, and we played Northeastern the last day of it. And I got to know that coach, and we just stayed in touch. And, and we, Do you remember his name? Because I, I, don't, I don't remember his Colin, name. Bill Cohen. Bill Cohen. There we go. You can tell uh, you guys are really tight. Yep. And, <laughs> and, uh, um, so, you know, they were looking for some games, and so we worked out a home-and-home home, uh, two years ago and now this year. But uh, our old athletic director got me the uh, – he, he knew the Hartford AD real well. She used to be at uh, Green Bay. And so he set this trip up out there since we were going to Boston. He set those two games up in both Fairfield and uh, Hartford are coming back to Oakland next year. Vin Baker went to Hartford. I remember mm -hmm. former Milwaukee Bucks. Great. We'll take our final break of the night when we come back. Uh, there's a developing college football situation that I wanted to get uh, coach's opinion on and something that we're seeing more and more of. So I want to, as Coach Campy, a former college football player, I want to – you were going back and forth on going to the NFL draft, right, in your uh, college football playing days? I sat by the phone. Back then there was no ESPN, and I was told by three pro, uh, franchises that they were going to draft me. And we had we had nine guys taken from bowling. We were really good. We had nine guys I played with that played in the NFL. And uh, I sat there for two days, and then the phone call never came. Now, I did, I did have a free agent situation with Seattle. So, I mean, I, I did have a chance, but I did not get drafted, which was one of the most disappointing days of my life, if I have to. I bet. I'm glad you brought that up, Neil, so that we could relive that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, Coach. We'll be right back. We'll close it down here on the Greg Campy Show live from RJ's Pub in Rochester, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. 
U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Through my 20-plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs, I have had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, executives have sought me out to represent them with their own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment with portfolio companies owned by private equity groups. I negotiate executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and, when necessary, severance agreements. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Neil Rule here with Dennis Burnham, owner of D2 Technologies, the answer for all your business and residential technology needs. Dennis, why is D2 Technologies the best in the business? Thanks, Neil. D2 Technologies isn't a typical big box corporation. Honest pricing and quality installations are what's important to me. Whether it's a phone system, security cameras, or whatever your technology needs may be, your experience with me from the setup, design, and installation of your project will be a professional and smooth experience, my personal guarantee. D2 Technologies has done work in my home, and I can't recommend Dennis enough. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Five seconds left. Here comes Norris. Three seconds left. Norris, step back, 4-3. Oh, of course! Braden Norris may never miss again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that he's going to. Braden Norris may never miss again. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester, as always, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Big thank you to all our sponsors, Real Team Real Estate, D2 Technologies. Make sure you guys support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Now, Coach, next week here at RJ's, no show here because we will be on the road going out to the East Coast. So what we're going to do is we will pre-record that. I'll spin that around to WDFN. They'll play it on WDFN in its regular time slot. So the show will be on the radio. We will not be here at RJ's Pub, but we will still have the show. You and I will pre-record that in the morning. Fair? Okay, that's good. And then the following week we'll be back here, and I'm going to bring the team with me. Absolutely. Uh, so the team one will of, one be here. One of the here. favorite shows. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have different guys on, come up and talk for a few minutes, and uh, they'll be here. They'll have dinner here and that. Now it's exam week, so, you know, they'll need, they'll need food, and they'll, may, maybe a couple guys won't be able to come because they have exams that night, but we'll, we'll be here. I think that's the 12th of December if, I, if I'm that is, the 12th, that, right. that is the 12th of December. We'll have a show here the 19th between Christmas and New Year's. We will not have a show. We'll be on the, uh, the, the uh, Christmas hiatus, the holiday hiatus here that the Greg Campy Show is famous for. Uh, we'll pick it back up January 2nd. 
We'll, we'll be back up here. You fair with that? I'm good. I think Oops. everybody up here is good with that as well. Coach, uh, last couple minutes of the show, I did want to pick your mind, and we talked about your college football days. Uh, a trend is emerging, and there's a lot of talk about it. Of course, it made headlines with Nick Bosa with Ohio State. Uh, he had an injury, so it's maybe a little bit different with him. He, had, he injured his core and said, I'm shutting it down. I'm concentrating on going to the NFL. Maybe he could have rehabbed and got back in time for Ohio State. Maybe he couldn't have. There's a lot of talk where Sean Gary of Michigan uh, recently came out and said he's going to the NFL. Uh, Michigan did not qualify for the football playoffs, so there's lots of talk, and this has happened in the past, where maybe Rashawn Gary will, will skip the bowl game for Michigan. And, look, you and I, we, we kind of grew up in a different time with the bowl games. It, it was a little bit different than, than it is now. If Michigan were playing for the national title, I'm sure Rashawn Gary would definitely be there no questions about it but where do you fall out on these guys that and jake buck is is a prime example of what happened with him where do you fall out with these guys where they're declaring for the nfl draft they want to protect that those potential future earnings so therefore they don't value the bowl game and they don't play well i may surprise you on this because i'm with the players on this i i think that if michigan had qualified for the for the you know the, the four teams that they should play because you sit at the beginning of the year as a team and you make goals for yourself. And nobody's goal is to play in the Rose Bowl or to play in the Cotton Bowl or something like that. Their goal is to win their conference, win their conference championship, uh, tournament, uh, bowl game, what do they call that, the East versus the West game. So you want to win the East, mm -hmm. you want to win your conference your championship, camp game. championship game, and then you want to go play for the, the national championship. That's the goal. Nobody says, okay, let's – Let's go six and three and play, unless you're not a very good team. And getting to a bowl is a big deal. So if I'm a player that's got the ability to make millions of dollars and I don't reach that goal, I did my job for the school, all right? And a, a bowl game is a, um, a reward for a great season. Well, I don't want that reward, okay? I, I played, I didn't reach my goal. And now my next, my next job is my life's job, and I've got to make as much money as I can in that job. And so I don't think as a coach I would even, you know, if I've got a guy like that, I'm probably going to call him in my office and say, you know, you probably you – probably, uh, You should sit this one out. Yeah, it's up to you. But and Jake Butt's a perfect example. I mean, it's probably cost him millions. He played in the bowl, uh, bowl game, and he tore his ACL. Fell three rounds in the draft. Right. It's and, never been the same. Right. And so, you know, you look at that, and if you're really for the student athlete, if, if they're really your – because those players become like your sons. And so what's your best advice to them? Well, son, I, this is your chance to make money. Go do it. And then as a coach, okay, the next guy's up, you know. I mean, this might give a freshman a chance to play or so. You learn more about it because I don't think anybody gets fired for losing bowl games. I think as a coach you get fired because you didn't meet expectations or that. And, again, a bowl is the reward for a season. So I'm all for what they're doing. Okay. Well, well, we'll leave it at that. So a big thank you to everybody that came out here today. The staff at RJ's Pub, phenomenal as always. Golden Grizzlies in action Saturday at noon on Fox Sports 1 television. Of course, they'll be here on the Real Team Real Estate Golden Grizzlies radio network as well. We will hit the air at 11.45 a.m. Have a halftime interview coming up with uh, Braden Norris. So make sure you tune in for that. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. This has been the Greg Campy Show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.